name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. Last episode, I may have overstepped my, my bounds because I made fun of cargo pants. I received a text from a buddy of mine who, a longtime friend who has listened, who listens to this podcast. And he, he wrote me, he said, what, you know, what he texted me, what's wrong with cargo pants? Uh, I wear them all the time. And then he wrote, um, I, there was a pouch in them where I, for my reading glasses. Uh, In other words, he was making the point that there's a pouch for his reading glasses. Therefore, cargo pants are cool. As I'm, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to make sense of it. I again, not the sharpest tool in the shed. I am, but I, I cannot figure. I'm like, you're not helping. You're not helping your case. Never in the history of mankind has there's a pouch for my reading glasses ever equaled cool. Not once. Not once. Um. Side note, I am. Not daily. I'm going to say every four days, I eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white bread. Okay. Now you're thinking, Sid, is there, is there a new study? Is it, is it, is what's going on here? Is it all of a sudden? Is it the next big thing? No, it's just, I have a lot left over from the race still, and I don't want it to go to waste. So I've, I've frozen some of the loaves, but also it's kind of calling to me. I mean, I got the creamy peanut butter. It's all organic. It's Kirkland, you know, from the thing in the thing, Costco, you know, whatever. And the runners this year didn't eat a lot of the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They just didn't. Sometimes they do. This time they didn't. So what am I going to be rude and not eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like they're going out of style? Now, I will tell you back in my day, uh, peanut, butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, at least these kinds with the creamy peanut butter, although grape jelly would really be the best. I might do that next year because I have literally nothing to lose. I might do grape jelly and, and, and creamy peanut butter but when I was a kid, for the race. But when I was a kid, that was currency. I mean, I would tr- my parents were like kind of on the trying healthier or so-called. So we had like the Laura Scudders. You guys know Laura, Laura Scudders. Laura, that's, an ap- that's an appetizing name, but we didn't even think about it. We didn't even think twice. Laura Scudders peanut butter sounds good, we said to ourselves. It had chunks of peanut in it. So therefore, it was some, some sort of maybe healthier kind of thing. And then we would get like strawberry preserves, which is all, it's all fine line between that and grape jelly. But somehow, if you can see the, the chunks in the peanut butter and you can see the physical strawberries, somehow that made a difference. And it was good effort. I'm not saying that. It's good effort. But I would trade for the, for the creamy peanut, for the Jif peanut butter. Oh, I mean, paradise. Jif, Jiffy, Jiffy peanut butter. Good Lord. Skippy and Jif, Right. My two best friends, Skippy and J- Hey, you guys want to go hang out? Yes. Should we invite Grape Jelly? Why wouldn't we? Be rude if we didn't. Now, by the way, you can't even have peanut butter in schools because, you know, our gut bacteria in our children is so traumatized uh, as our diets get way, way worse uh, that now they're, everyone's allergic to everything. So you can't even have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches anymore. Am I lamenting? A little bit. I don't really care so much, but it's the idea that pisses me off. Around March 1st, I got a blood test, and I talked about it in my podcast. In fact, this, 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 this show that you're listening to. And I, my cholesterol had gotten up a little bit. And so I did a little talk about the cholesterol and relationship to stress. But then I set, I set a foot on a, on a thing, to, on, a, on a journey, if you will. 
I talk about journey in my new book, my ultra journey. Journey is my le- one of my least favorite words. So if you hear me say it, it's I I I throw up a little bit in my mouth as I say it. Just I want you guys to know that going forward. I I, I set a foot on a, on a, on a on an adventure. Let's put it that way to to get this back into check, right? And that's what happens. It's fine. I I was explainable. Three months later, I did, when it when it got a blood test again. Now three months is pretty quick in this game, but. Is pleased to say 32 point drop skadoosh proportion of overall to hdl right on the money my vitamin d which was low back in the pocket i went ahead and got my homocysteine and my mma methylmalonic acid checked nobody ever asks nobody ever checks for those things right you got to ask for those and i love those two things i love i, mean, I don't love them i love checking for them homocysteine and mma because they talk about they kind of are related to B12, uh, directly related to B12 actually, um, but also folic acid and just and they're kind of good markers if you ever if you ever want to get a blood test and and they're not going to include it so you got to ask for it. But anyways, those are all di- dialed in right on the money. I'm back in. I'm back in. What can I say? I'm back in. I felt like I, I, I waited off a little. I I I got a little waylaid. Back in. Back in. Three months. Da- boom. Done. By the way, 13 pounds down. I wasn't overweight. I'm still in the thing, but I was like, you know, I could feel a little bit kind of weird. And uh, this is in March, you know? And so 13 pound down between March 1st and May, whatever, end of May. Pretty cool, right? Uh, actually, this is now end of May. So this is beginning of June, but it was, I got the blood test like three weeks, over three weeks ago. Anyways, neither here nor there. 13 pounds down. Now you're going to say, well, Sid, Sid, it's, you know, exercise because you were training for your race. First of all, I didn't train for my race. If you guys listen to the podcast, you'll know that. It didn't change my exercise. If you are want to know about weight loss, it is almost entirely about diet, okay? Most people are exercising too much, frankly, and then they'll do even more of that because they want to lose weight, but they don't want to touch the, you know, the untouchable diet because God forbid they're miserable, even though if you ate healthy, you'd be happier and healthier and your life would be so much better, period. I'm just saying, most of the time most of the time have a little have some treats but it's almost all about diet you can get pissed about that by the way you can be pissed sid i, I want to argue we don't need it we, we don't need most no other wild animal exercises we exercise we go on a treadmill and we exercise they don't do that they look at us like you're fucking not gonna go over and get a blackberry can you shut up because you're being weird why are you on a bike that goes nowhere that's dumb i was reading uh the uh, an article on the New York Times. I I went and, I went ahead and got it. it. Was about the abortion thing that's happening. Okay. Now, if you if you immediately were like, "Holy shit, he's talking about it." Yeah, I know. Um. Anyways, an article I was reading it, and it was it was it was. You know why it was it was like the other side of the coin, and I was like, "Okay, well, let me let me check this out." Like, I, I just want to check it. I always want to read both sides. Kind of, you know, I like to look at both sides of the of the uh, of the of, of of any argument. But then I realized after reading some crazy shit in there that uh, that that it was written by a, a, a guy who writes for a Catholic paper. Okay? So first of all, it's a guy. Second of all, writing for a Catholic paper. And I thought, you know, maybe a Catholic paper is not the best source for opinions on our current moral quandaries. I just that was my first. I was like, you know, maybe maybe they're, they're not the go-to of like, what's your opinion on this moral question? That that's just first and foremost. Okay, I'm not saying censorship i'm just saying i don't you're not, not, not where i'm going 
But one thing he said was he goes, people don't realize because obviously he's anti, he's anti, he's wants to, he's, he's, he's pro, pro-life. Okay. Um, or anti-choice, depending on how you look at it. And so uh, he said, one of his things in the article was how amazing to have hundreds, people don't realize how amazing it would be to have hundreds of thousands of more children. That was his argument. It's like, you look, if we outlaw abortion, then you, there's like all these so hundreds of thousands more kids. Like, who wouldn't want that? And I was like, well, and then it occurred to me, why wouldn't the Catholic Church want more children? Of course, they're going to want more children. Mm. I'm going to uh, hang here. I just had to sip my breath. I'm just hang here. I'm just waiting for all the unsubscribes to kind of finish off. Are we good? All, everybody unsubscribed? Okay, good. Okay, here we are. We're back. We're back. Thanksies and show notesies. Thank you to everyone who Patreons me and to those who did until five seconds ago. Thank you for your effort. And I get it. I don't really care, though. That's the thing. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm going down, back down to LA. Uh, um, to, and by the way, that's a sincere thank. I'm not even joking. And if you want to know more about me, go to the show notes because it's all there. I may be going, to, not maybe, I'm going down to LA in the next couple months to keep working on the record. Is that cool? I'm very excited about it. The guy down there is putting together a rough mix for me. I'm going to listen to it, add some stuff on there or not, depending on my mood. And then wrap that up. I mean, you know what I'm doing? You know what? If you didn't ask, now you're going to ask. I'm doing two modes of listening. Digital, of course. Why can't, you can't not. iTunes, all that kind of crap, right? And vinyl. That's it. I'm not no in-betweeners. No CDs. Not happening. Vinyl and digital downloads. That's it. That's it. Say it one more time. Vinyl, digital downloads. So excited. Talked to a buddy of mine who did the pictures for my third quartet record. Great photographer named Paul Boschman. And I said, want to do the uh, new album cover? And he said, yes. And so we started talking about that. So I'm very excited about that, and I'll keep you posted as I know more about uh, what's happening. This episode is called The Fear of Politics, and the reason why I'm talking about it is because I discuss all things, uh, wh whatever I think, frankly. You saw the title when you when you decided to play, hit play, not my problem. But all things philosophy, morality, ethics, obviously in the health you know, umbrella which I tie into ethics. I, I call it the ethic of self-care. You guys know that, right? The ethic, of, I don't go, and it's a scale weight. I go, are you taking care of yourself? Are you treating yourself right? Are you acting with compassion to yourself? That's an ethic for me. And I, and, and I want it to be that for people. So they go, oh, this actually is what is at stake here. This is important shit. This is not a scale weight. This is not even avoiding diabetes. This is an ethic, a right and wrong, a way to treat ourselves. And so I do believe that that bleeds in a good way into how we treat others. If we can start by compassion toward ourselves, then we can potentially get into the habit of compassion that then infects in a good way how we do the business of our lives as we're all trying to live in the same kind of society. And with that said, the fear of politics. Because I, I, I hear this constant, oh, you shouldn't never get into a discussion of politics. Never talk politics, like politics and religion. Don't ever talk about politics and religion. I go, well, that's apples and oranges, isn't it? I mean, one is, let's face it, unicorns and fairies. It's like either believe it or you don't. And, and you know, ponder it, ponder it. God, do unicorns, I, th I believe unicorns exist. You can ha have that discussion with yourself 
all the time. It's fine. But it's not worth discussing. You either believe it or you don't. I don't believe in unicorns. Really? Well, I do. Okay, well, let's let's have Thanksgiving then. I mean, it's, I don't even know what... You can't really get into it. But politics, different ballgame. It's real. It's t- Politics is the... Is the it's the governance. It's it's how we exist in a society. It's it's substantial. It's today. It's real. It's around us. It's how we are getting up tomorrow morning, and it affects how we do the things of our lives. To the to the to the you know mundane crap of paying taxes. To laws that protect our individual liberties. To our physical safety. I mean, there's all this. It's real stuff, and to not discuss it is to me to avoid conversations of consideration and respect and again, ethics, how to behave in the world, how to fashion a society where people with different beliefs can can coexist, how to be pissed about something somebody says and at the same time go to the mat to make sure the person has the right to say that thing, even if we don't like it. That's politics. And it, it's like to, to put that on a, as a third rail, like, oh, you shouldn't. Look, I, I, get, I guess there's a time and place, like if you're at a, so I don't even know something where you shouldn't talk about it, but don't loop it. Don't put it into the same arena as religion because it's not, it's, it's something that is worth discussing. Now, if you're talking to somebody who's on the political other spectrum than you are, obviously mutual consideration and respect. But see, to me, that's politics. It's like, how do we have a society where we can actually discuss ideas? That's pretty great. Even if we don't agree, but I think that we can also assume at least give the benefit of the doubt, which by the way, benefits of the doubt are just they're in short supply. The benefit of the doubt is almost gone. We don't give people benefit of the doubt. Now with texting and things that are out of context and because we're typing more than, because we're all, I call, it, I call it keyboard bravado because you can't get tone. So you're on social media and somebody says something, you don't give them benefit of the doubt that do they really mean that? Let me check. It's always just like, no, they freaking meant the thing I didn't want them to mean. And I'm going to attack them back because I'm going to assume that they were the worst people ever in the whole history of the world. But the fact of the matter is most people who have a differing political opinion than you do, don't do it because they're evil. There's some evil people out there. Sure. But I'm just saying most people that I've met that have a different political bent or political ideology than I do believe that they're if, that if the society were fashioned in the way that they see it, that they think that, well, this would be the best way that our country can exist. Like th- if, if we did it this way, this cool shit's going to happen. Like if we organize it this way, I think there's a most people. Not the fringy who get a bigger voice because Twitter equalizes that, but the people who are actually going like, well, I'm just this way. And I, not because, you know, it's based on ideas. I mean, politics is based on idea. Political parties are based on ideas. And I think those ideas are based on ethics. I think those uh, political parties are based on an ethic, depending on, you know, how you think the government should how much the government should be involved in our everyday lives and how much they shouldn't be involved and what, where they overstep their bounds and where they, you know, how they, how much they should back off and let us do kind of our own shit. And where's that kind of middle ground or if there's a middle ground, those are important things. Those are important things. Don't talk politics means don't talk substance. I mean, don't, don't, don't talk about politics means don't ever have a, 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 you know, I've gotten in trouble because of parties and I, and I don't like small talk. I talked about that, the retreat I went on, where I, that, the conversation facilitator, right? 
And I, I liked that she helped us bypass the small talk because I don't like small talk. I like discussing things. I like arguing things. I like debating things. It's fun, but it's also useful. And there's just not enough of it because we talk in 140, 280 characters. We talk in partitioned blips that don't like we should be if, if, if there's a, a good political law, it should be that we should be forced to be at dinner parties with less than eight people at least once a week. And you can't talk about the weather. That, if I were president of the United States, two things would happen. I would have the best coffee and somebody to freaking make it for me. That's the only reason I'd run. I've said it before. And two, I would it, that would be the first law. And I would run on that platform, by the way. I'd go dinner parties, mandatory for everybody. And I would win. And you would have to discuss stuff of ideas. And figure out a way to do it without getting your panties in a bunch and getting all pissed off about it and, and, and give somebody the benefit of the doubt that they're just saying like, well, I think this way would be better, but let's actually just discuss it and actually talk about it and actually listen to the other person. If the other person doesn't want to listen to you, then you shouldn't listen to them. I always agree with that. I always feel like there's one side who goes, we all should come together. We all should listen to why aren't we? And then the other side's like, I'm not, I don't give a shit about you. And I'm not even, I don't even care. And I don't even want to listen to you. And I'm going, well, why are we the ones hopping, walking, walking over there going, I think we should all be one kumbaya. No, I don't think so. I'm a little cynical right now. And by the way, I was going to do a whole episode on hope. I won't. But, you know, in light of the recent, and if you're listening to this, whenever you are, I have no idea, but there was a recent school shooting and children were killed. It was brutal. I mean, I haven't done this podcast in a few weeks because I was like, I'm not doing a podcast in light of that whole madness. It was, it was insane. I read too much. I don't read a lot of news. Anyways, I limit it very much. I read 30 seconds too much and it was like a bad few days. Okay. But I heard some, you know, people talking, they say, we, you know, I do have hope that I, that, and it's like, we have to have hope. It's like, do we though? Do we have to have hope? And I feel like it's a it's a thing that we like if we don't have hope, it's all's lost. And I don't think that that's true. I don't I don't think that I don't. Here's what I think: we don't have to have hope. It's manufactured and artificial. If you truly do not believe that the people involved are going to do anything about it, which I don't think that the people involved right now, are, I don't have hope that they are. I don't think they're equipped to at all. I don't have hope about it. It doesn't mean that I'm pissed off about it all day and walk around all day. It means that that part of the world doesn't get as much of my attention as it might. And so I don't, I write it off because I think I know enough at this point. If I learn something new, great. But I think I, I write it off so much because I go, I got more time to spend thinking about here, my sphere of influence, my family, my friends and my society, my community, my smaller area. What can I do to benefit people on a more micro level. I don't have hope that things are going to change in this in in that regard at least. I don't have hope. We got it. We must, we have to have I me. Mean, I have to hope. No you don't. You do not have to hope. I would rather be honest and go no, I actually have no hope. I do not think that somebody's going to come together. Absolutely. I'd love to be surprised, but no, absolutely not. Absolutely. I mean, I'm almost 100% sure that's not going to happen because we have a history. We have facts. We look at the history of, of mass shootings in this country. We can see it time and time again. The bullshit that comes out. Thoughts and prayers. They don't work. Prayers don't work. Thoughts don't work. You can't send thoughts. You can't send prayers. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work. It doesn't change anything. We've got to have hope. No, we don't. What we can do is we can turn in more into ourselves when these things happen and look inward at ourselves and say, what are things that I can do to make my this area around me better? 
what can I do to take better care of myself, ironically, to be a kinder, more peaceful person in my own life, to remove violence out of my own life? How will that affect the kids I'm raising, the people in my sphere of influence? How will it affect if I treat myself with more compassion? How, what will that do? Will that make the world a better place? Yes, I do, in a more profound way than us saying, boy, we really got to have hope that these, guys, these people are going to get together and make a law about this. They're not going to do that. Can we talk about politics? Yes. Should we talk about politics? Uh, yes, absolutely. A lot. We should be discussing these things a lot in the open. There should be no fear of politics, no fear like, well, don't discuss that because you might get into a disagreement. Yeah, let's do that, but substantially. Let's get in dis disagreements. The alternative is we make small talk and discuss the weather. And this might make for less uncomfortable social situations and God forbid run more uncomfortable a little bit. But if we only make small talk and discuss the weather, we're not going to move this, this species forward. We are going to stay right where we are and try to make ourselves feel better with words without making ourselves feel better with action. with me a slice down memory words were all coming dear and in a fountain they wrote all I could see was a childlike offering caught up with me Faulted and withering Bound by nothing at all It chose his time to be seen And it was all I could see How many ways will come with me but this time I watched it back cause if the day goes downhill so it goes downhill so it goes downhill how many days will come days will come How many days will come 
Tenderly Tenderly